The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is the Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hey everyone and welcome to the Intuitive Life. My name is Laura Wooster and Happy New Year. This is the first show we've had it in 2021. And um, I just want to let you know a couple of program notes before we bring my guests on. Um, next week is Martin Luther King Day, so we won't be live, but I'll be back again with some amazing guests beginning to today. Uh, we're just waiting. I've got a whole bunch of people lined up for the next three months, and I'm so excited to share them with you. If you'd like to stay in touch and, f- and to know when uh, or who will be on as a guest, you can always follow me on Instagram if you happen to be on Instagram. And I am Intuitive Laura on Instagram, and I'll be posting who will be on and what the topic will be every week. Um, also, a couple of other calendar notes. Um, I will be offering a mediumship demonstration on Friday evening, January 15th, Heavenly Connections, an evening of mediumship. And that's being sponsored by Circles of Wisdom. And it will be myself, uh, my colleagues, Janet Nohavik and Lori Sheridan. And we'll be offering messages from those in the spirit realm. And you can learn more about that at my website, laurawooster.com. It's L-A-U-R-A-W-O-O-S-T-E-R. And I'm also teaching a class on February 1st. If you would like to understand more about how you can connect with your own angels, your your guides, and even to those in spirit, your loved ones in spirit, I have an introductory class that I'm teaching with my friend Lori Sheridan called Opening the Door to Spirit, Angels, Guides, and Mediumship. It's online, so you can be anywhere in the world to attend. Um, And you can also see more information about that at laurawooster.com. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest. I've had her on before and there was such a great response. I had to have her back again. Um, My dear friend and colleague, um, intuitive healer, Ellen Bent. Hello, Ellen. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It is a gift. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. And um, it's, um, you know, you you know you're intuitive when you carry this. (laughs) And sometimes people just need to understand that to be able to think that they can go into an intuitive class like yours and 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 really start using it for their their betterment instead of you know fearing it. Yes, and that's one of the things I've noticed a lot with people who don't understand that they can control this, that they can have boundaries with it, that a lot of times they feel like they're victims to their own sensitivity. And yes. And and I, I love that you, you especially have a really great way of empowering people so they, they don't feel overwhelmed and, they, and it actually is something that they can use every single day. Thank you. Thank you. I um, You know, I feel like the, the first step for um, an empath is to acknowledge that they're one. But sometimes people don't know how to even discover they are. Yeah. So, so what you are know, some signs that you might be an empath? Well, the first one for me, and I and it's I cry at every movie. <laughs> it doesn't have to be super sad. The super sad ones is a box of tissues, but images and maybe even news stories, um, um, movies with with sadness and happiness. So I can feel the joy in a joyful movie. And although I appreciate the depth of a movie with the sadness, I feel it very deeply, and I have to be very um, intentional with how I hold that energy. And what I like to tell people is you have to absor- observe it, not absorb it. Good point. Yeah, so it's like looking at something from a distance. And, you know, if it means, you know, putting up a, a shield that comes up in front of you and around you, be aware of how to protect. We can talk about that more, you know, as the hour goes. But um, I've been working on my, you know, protecting my energy for, for a couple of decades now. And so it's just become second nature to me now. And, um, but, you know, movies are, are one of those things, but also just being in tune to someone. If you're, um, if you're, if you're having a a difficult conversation and it gets angry, you're maybe feeling twice as much anger or twice as much, I shouldn't necessarily say anger, but you're feeling twice as much of the struggle to communicate because you're taking on someone else's energy as well. 
and it displays itself itself more as as anger when it could be frustration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you feel other people's sadness at the same time you feel their joy. But I think we we like to be able to feel someone else's joy. Yeah. But um, I know for me, I don't like being in crowds. Yeah, I can only. And I haven't much. been to a mall in years, <laughs> except <laughs> if I go in the door that's on the outside parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I love going. To, like I can be in crowds, like concerts, if I if it's a real. Oh yes, concert. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, if I were, um, yeah, there's certain things that I just I wouldn't put myself. I, not that I take the subway anymore, but in the times that I have had to take the subway, or, or even just being um, in a crowded airport. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't make me want to leave, but it does give me, you know, a feeling of people are a little too close. I can feel too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, you know, riding the T to Boston for work many years ago, and and yeah. uh, and I and at that time I didn't know how empathic I was, and I would just have to be really, um, I don't know, was the best word I can is like closed off. Maybe I would have to. I yes. just I didn't realize I was even doing it, but I had to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the one of the strengths of empathy is it allows you to understand what someone else is going through. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is why so many empaths are intuitives and healers because you can you know you can really understand because you feel it. We don't take it on, but we feel it and we can let go of it. And so, if somebody's not really quite describing the depth of what they're going to, you know that it's you know that it's mm-hmm. deep and it's. Um, and, and and so when we feel that in others, when, say when someone loses a loved one, um, we can we can sympathize with them. Our empathy allows mm-hmm. us to know that they need they do need a phone call, even if they're saying they don't. They need mm-hmm. a meal brought over or a card written. So you know it's reaching out with love and kindness. Mm-hmm. That is what I think a lot of empaths do because they feel what someone needs. So um, so a lot of times people feel like because. It, they're they're helping people by feeling their pain or feeling their frustration. It's almost like they 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 feel like they're actually helping them by being a part of it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I do, I do, and yeah. that's where their boundaries have to be set. Exactly. So it, it mm-hmm. and it's not by setting boundaries. It's it's not that you don't care. It's never that you don't care. You're able to help someone more if you're not down to their level. Exactly. You know, which is why I I want people to observe, observe, not absorb, because once you recognize that someone is is feeling that way, the two of you being on that same level isn't going to help anyone. You know, and you you can say I understand, but there's still things more that people don't understand, even though you feel the energy. So I think it's always kind kinder to say to them, um, what can I do to help, instead of assuming that you have to do everything. Hmm. Good point. Always ask the person in need because what you're feeling may be too close to your own personal life life because we don't we don't necessarily take one hundred percent of their being on when we feel their pain. Mm-hmm. We don't understand everything about them. We just understand that pain. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you can feel it. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's one thing that you often mention when you when you're working with a client and you're doing a healing session is that you may not know exactly what caused that pain but you can feel it right 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 and you know a lot of empaths have been told their whole life they're just too sensitive yeah that was one that i got (laughs) and um yeah and because there's there's probably one in five people that are empaths nowadays because people are out there talking about it i think a long time ago i know when i was growing up i never heard anything about empathy and feeling someone's pain i was just told i was sensitive (laughs) So, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. with, with more spiritual development, there's more awareness of how many of us, you know, actually feel that. And at, and at times, you know, sometimes there are, people are highly sensitive to sounds and smell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, so, many, there's so many more things that, that go with empathy. You know, you can, be, um, you can also be targeted by somebody without them knowing because it's an energy exchange. Somebody that's so overpowering, they can actually take more positive energy from you because it's almost like they're just, you know, reeling it in because you're open to allow it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that can be very, very draining. I, I know Dr. Judith Orloff calls them energy vampires. And um, 
So there's there's people that just need an awful lot of attention, and sometimes empaths can be people pleasers as well. That's true. It ends up being almost like a puzzle piece that fits together, and you've got it's exactly like a puzzle piece, right? Right, 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 right. Because as a helper, you're like, oh well, let me help you do that, and then there's just Mm -hmm. taking and taking and taking, and again, you know, that's where the boundaries are important. Right, right, and you have to be very selective. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, who you know, you. I, I like to. You know, stay connected with people who recognize when maybe they've maybe in, uh, stepped over that boundary and then they kind of pull back. Like, I know because the people closest to me, and you know that because you're one of the people closest to me. Yes. Like, like they, everybody I know who's very close to me are very is very aware of their own energy. And, mm-hmm. and they always recognize when, you know what, I'm not in a good place right now. So, you know, I'm going to step back. Um, right. But there's some people who, who don't recognize when they're not in a good place. And it's not that they don't, they, they, we don't want people reaching out for help. That's not where I'm going here. It's just mm-hmm. that they just throw it on everybody else around them to make them feel better. And um, they don't realize they're doing it half the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But, but when you say. It's really about self-care on both parts. You know, it's exactly. like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an equal part. It's not one person yes. over another. Yeah. Right. 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 That's and it's point. that blend of somebody that's vulnerable and somebody that's needy. And, um, you know, and it comes together, you know, kind of to, to form a perfect storm. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because when, when, empaths typically yeah. lack some self-worth because they've never been, uh, they've never understood what it meant. I think right. if, if in a lot of times they they felt like if they were they were helping somebody to ease their pain when in fact they just hadn't let go of their pain, mm, you know someone right. else's pain, right? And mm. so it's it's very wearing and draining and exhausting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't have to be though. It doesn't. No, because the benefits are that you know when you can feel something, um, or I or should even say sense something. I think sensing is almost better than feeling. You know, for the average person, you can sense something. Then I think the first thing to do is just check in. You know, take a breath and check in and think. You know, even ask spirit, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's leave them alone. Sometimes it's sending a note that said, you know. Um, if if something's off, I'm always here to listen. And sometimes it's a, a card in the mail or a text. There's not always action required. True. That's a really good point. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean you have to take it, you know, take on what they're dealing with completely. And right. Um, yeah. Just because that support. you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. But as long as somebody knows they've got somebody there for them, that's that's half the battle a lot of times when you're dealing with, you know, a struggle. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. And, yeah. um, and when we talk about like protection, um, sometimes it brings up a, a sense of fear with people. Like there's something to be feared. Um, so when you say protection, are, are you saying that's more like boundaries? Is that what you, when you use that word? I think protection is boundaries. I think it's be, being able to, um, take a breath and step away from it because a lot of times if we just take a cleansing breath right away we can step away from from a, a situation and so we've disconnected from it so um i think that there there are there are there are certainly things that you can use for protection in the spiritual world like um like i said Imagine that you have a shield in front of you to protect yourself from someone. If someone is in a workplace and they 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 demand a lot of you, you're you're limited with your physical boundaries, but mm-hmm. you can have an energetic shield around you. You can have crystals on your desk. You know, hematite is a great crystal, um, and uh, I had a hematite bracelet for years, and I forgot to clear it very often, and it literally broke because it builds up the energy. And when it's had enough, it lets you know. <laughs> and malachite, fluorite, um, you know, there's um, there's a lot of crystals. If you go to a great crystal shop like Circles of Wisdom or, you know, in our area, they've got people that know these crystals inside and out. You know, um, a selenite wand, clear crystal on your desk, something like that. Um, protection for me is also, um, you know, being grounded. Mm-hmm. And it's recognizing it, when we're when we're not grounded in in, in bringing yeah. that back to us. Yeah. Right, right. And protection is knowing your self worth. 
you know, self-love comes into this, you know, and yep. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and self-love is also part of healthy boundaries. And um, so there's, um, you can, you can take a, a cleansing sea salt bath at the end of the day. You can set an intention. You can use affirmations. And, um, you know, some affirmations, you know, could be like, I will use my sensitivities to better my own life and the world I live in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm proud of being a sensitive, loving person. And, or I easily take a deep breath and exhale and release all the unwanted energies in my body. I protect my energy around draining people by setting healthy boundaries. So protection can be the words protection. Mm-hmm. Simple as because that. Because with, with spiritual energy, you know, our, mm-hmm. our intention, energy follows intention. We set the intention. Spirit is far more, you know, brilliant than we are. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spending a few, day, a few minutes a day in meditation is protection. You're protecting your own personal space. So it's not like a fence going up around you, and it's not you're keeping the bad out. What you're really trying to do is keep all the goodness in. Balance. Keep your energy in balance. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Judith Orloff has a great book, um, uh, An Empath's Guide to um, uh, the Empath Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that's that's having any of these issues, she's been a resource for me for for decades, and she just teaches really common sense, yeah, she's you know, practices. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Very good. So what I'd like to do um, is to bring someone on with a question. I okay. Put this into action. Okay. Um, yes. So if any anybody would like to, I mean, we do have a few callers on the line here, but if anybody would like to call in with a question about. Um, being an empath or being empathic, um, energy management, um, or even just a reading, absolutely call call in 816-251-3555. Um, but first of all, I'm going to go to Christine. She has a question. Hey, Christine. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. I um, am in grief i'm sad about 2021 because i lost my dad in august so four months ago and i lost my mom in 2007 so i'm feeling parentless even though i'm 44 so uh, i just am curious about i put rose oil on my heart and i know i will be fine because i did this with my mom i just don't want to you know it's like i feel sad that my dad is like a past now even though i know he's with me I feel like he's not part of 2021 or the future. He's always like a was. And I'm wondering how to reconcile that because I'd want to be like I have a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old and I have a great husband and everything, but I just feel sad and ungrounded, like mm-hmm. losing that person who just loves you so much, you know? Yeah. Can like I jump in? This is Ellen. always loves you. Absolutely. Ellen, go right ahead. Um, how often do you get grounded? How often do you actually do the practice of being grounded? I'm trying to do it more now. Like I'm doing it now. I'm outside. I have my shoes off. I was in the grass. I've been mm-hmm. exercising more. Okay. Um, okay. You might want to try extending a grounding cord from okay. your physical, from your energy body, um, down okay. into the earth. Because I think when people can't find the grounding, because because of the emotional situation, you need to to actually use the elements and use the the um, the power of Mother Earth and oh. and carry that Earth energy up through like extend cords out of the bottom of your feet and have them go all the way down to the center of the earth and sit quietly and put on some music, perhaps light a candle, and with your breath just pull that energy up and feel it come to the bottom of your feet and take in every moment. It doesn't have to take you more than five or ten minutes, but Take in the moment of allowing yourself to feel that energy and then have it come up through your legs and then to your root chakra and allow it to, to circulate and bring balance and clear that chakra and pull it up through every single one of your chakras until you get to your crown. And then you can just bring down the divine white light for cleansing all the way down through your chakras, through your legs and feet, and then back down. So you're you're connected to the mother and to the father. So Father Sky, Mother Earth, 
and and start doing a practice of that. If you if you're interested, you can look on my website and get my email, and I can send you a PDF of that. So if you're curious, it's ellenbedhealing.com, and I can send you a PDF so you can read it and. Um, be able to practice that so grounding and so when you do that also set the intention that you are going to release the the grief the grief Mm -hmm. is the love that has no place else to go so when you hold it like that it's it's you're not allowing yourself to really feel that love of your dad you're feeling the loss of him Mm -hmm. so be able to open Mm -hmm. that heart let let that let that energy go into those crevices in your heart where you're holding that pain sweetheart for that and from your mother and allow that energy to be removed. And do it with love, because letting go of grief doesn't mean you don't love. It means you miss that love. You've got all that love there that you don't know what to do with. So let that go, and let that energy of really nurturing, compassionate love fill your heart, okay? Your dad would want that for you. He would want you to carry the love and the memories. Can you understand mm-hmm. that? True. Yeah. And then mm. another thing too, um, I know Ellen. Ellen, you, you both of your parents have have transitioned, and yes. And I know we've talked about this before. Is that when someone has lost both parents, you feel like an orphan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you're an adult, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm 44, so I'm not. <laughs> right, exactly. But it feels like, whoa. Yeah. 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 Um, Christine, is there a connection to the name Frank with you at all? Frank? Um, that was my dad's best friend for, I don't know, 80 years. Okay, and, and, and wow. Frank is, is passed as well? Yeah, he passed like a year and a half before. Okay. All right. So I just um I just had to say that because I just feel like you we you need to know your dad's not alone and he's with people. Um, because I it's funny because I just before we went on the air I kept saying to Ellen like I I keep hearing "Fly Me to the Moon" by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, what's up with "Fly Me to Fly Me to the Moon"? I'm not going to sing it for you. Um, so I knew oh, he well, he he's from New York and yeah, I mean Frank Sinatra was you know played all the time. <laughs> Oh, you know, wonderful. my dad was born 1934. He was, you know, a cop in New York City, the whole thing. Uh, okay, so you had that whole element of New York City and that whole, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so this connection, yeah, so I kept hearing that. So I knew someone had to be somehow connected to this emotionally in some way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I, and I, I guess. Actually, so, I'm sorry? Yeah. Yeah. And, I love Frank Sinatra, too. Oh, so just I just feel like your dad's sending you the song for you to lift you up. You know, fly me to the moon, let me dance among the stars. Um, and, and I do feel like the two of you are really connected, you and your dad. And I know your, your mom passed before him, but I just, I feel much more connected between the two of you. Um, so just know that when you do speak with him, that he does hear you, okay? And that um, that you, he does, you do have that connection with him emotionally. I found that some people have sometimes even a better connection with with a loved one in, um, when they're in spirit sometimes. Um, they, they feel that much closer to them. Oh, I think she dropped off. <laughs> well, hopefully she'll listen to the um, the recording. I was going to get information, so. but we can't, well, we can't validate it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully she got that. Anyways, but we're coming up to the break shortly. Um, so and that's, that's one thing that, oh, she just came back on. Um, okay. It's one thing about grief is that oftentimes we can feel very ungrounded. And I know, and, and grief comes in so many different forms. Right. Um, you know, whether it be um, the grief of what was, because, you know, a lot of us, I know this is a bit simpler than, than a, um, a loss of someone to spirit, um, but the grief of what was or what our own, our you know, life was like before, you know, pre-pandemic, um, that in itself I found was very ungrounding for a lot of people because they just didn't know what to do with themselves. And um, But we'll talk more about that in the second half here after the break about, you know, in um, you don't, that um, some some more tips for grounding. I think wherever you are, whatever it, how, whatever is the cause of that. Um, and we'll talk about that with Ellen after the break. Um, and Chris, I see that you're back on the line. We're going to break, but I will bring you back on right after the break. And Joan, thank you for holding. We'll, we'll get to you in a moment as well. Um, if you'd like to check out Ellen's website, it's ellenbenthealing.com. 
www.healingwaterfrontline.com. And she can do work remotely as well. You don't have to be in Massachusetts to have a healing session with her. But uh, just hold and we'll be back with you in just a couple of moments with The Intuitive Life. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. And I have my guest here, um, intuitive healer, Ellen Bent. And while we're off the air, of course, a lot of the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So we were talking about how, you know, there's so many different types of grief. And, you know, grief can be, you know, a grieving for the way life used to be, you know, pre-pandemic or, um, you know, grief, grieving um, the loss of, a, of, of someone close to you. Um, there's all different types of grief and, and that grief can um, unground us. And, and a lot of times people are really blindsided by how ungrounded they feel. They're like, I should really get my stuff together. Why do I feel so ungrounded? Um, and, and to really um, cut yourself some slack with that. You know, and, and it may be several months. It may even be, um, I spoke with a woman the other day. Um, she had lost her parents three years ago, and she still feels ungrounded. Um, but, you know, there's a lot more to be done around that. But it's, it's you know, give yourself some, you know, cut yourself some slack and, and some, some um, empathy for yourself for what you're going through and why you might be feeling ungrounded. Um, so, Ellen, what else? Um, are you still there? Yes, I think that with grief as well, when, when people are holding it for a longer time, it's um, they want to love someone like that person that, lost, that they lost, you know, that, that relationship. And again, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a child, you know, so they've, they do have that, they've got all that love. And what I want people to do to understand, too, is take it in. Because if you still have all that love and the person's gone, that person is almost always in spirit wanting you to love yourself more. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all they want for us. That's all they want. <laughs> it's so want. simple. I know. I know. And it's it, it. It's, they just yeah, want us to love ourselves and they want us to be happy. Yeah. And it, it sounds so simple. I think sometimes um, it, it's hard for people to accept that, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, um, you know, a lot of times people worry about, um, did I give them a good send off? Um, did I, did I say all the things I needed to say? Um, all these things, and they focus on that, the more human experience, but sometimes it helps to look more on the soul level and recognize that, yes, they're physically not here, but you still stay connected to their soul and you can still yeah. talk to them mm-hmm. and you can still honor them in other ways, even if they're not physically present here. There's other, you can still, even if you honor them when they're not physically present here, they'll be present here spiritually and see that happening. Because we see that with our sessions, you know, when people connect uh, yes. mediumistically and they say, I saw what you did. <laughs> I saw yes, what you yes. did. Yes, I, I had a client come to me once and her mother had passed and she was just really devastated. And she really wanted to know if she was okay. I think that's the number one question. Are they okay? Yes. They're always okay. Always okay. (laughs) And what the mother wanted to show was the Christmas tree and how her granddaughter loved taking that special ornament every year out of the box that the grandmother gave her. Every year she gave her her own ornament and she put it up on that tree. And I was shown that because that's what my mother did with my children. So I had that memory. So spirit could show me that memory so easily. And the woman was like, that was the happiest day of the year watching my mother watch my daughter do that. That's what spirit wants to show us, how we are happy with their memories and we're happy with what they brought to us and taught us because their love never dies. Absolutely. Yeah. It just is in a different energy. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we're happy, they're so connected to our, our heart and, yeah. and literally like physically emotionally, spiritually connected to our heart center. When we, when we feel joy, those on the other side feel joy as well. So a lot of times mm-hmm. people feel guilty for feeling happy 
You know, they might have moments of happiness and they feel so guilty. It's like, I know, and it's like, exactly the opposite. <laughs> it is, and they only knew. It's like the, the people on the inside are jumping for joy, like, oh, we can experience yeah. this with you. This is yeah. wonderful. And I understand that because I've walked that path. You know, like I said the last time, my dad died when I was nine years old. And until I understood the world of, of spirit and mediumship, I, I spent most of my life you know, not talking about my dad and not thinking about him other than the day he died. And it was tragically upsetting. I couldn't talk about him. I literally couldn't talk without crying. So the healing for me came knowing that he never missed anything. You know, he saw everything. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of the things that um, they carry all those memories that I love and cherish. And it's just so cool to know that you can, you're, they're not going to miss anything, so you don't have to be sad, you don't have to carry, they're not here. You can, you can say you miss touching them and things like that, but they're going to love your children as much as you do. They do. Sometimes even more so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as grandparents, we can say that. <laughs> as grandparents, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's really, it's all about love. It, that's, that's the message. It really is. It truly is. Yeah. And, and how many yeah. times have we, mm-hmm. um, you know, found that people, you know, with, through mediumistic connections, that um, grandparents, that they even maybe had left this world just before they came into, you know, they were born, um, mm-hmm. who are who are very connected to them because they watch over them. So, yes. yeah, it's yes. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I want to go. Let me see. I want to go to Joan. She's been. For, I am. I want to go back to Chris as well. Um, Chris, just hold on if you can, okay? Because we do want to talk to you again. Um, I know we lost you a couple of times, but Joan, I want to see. Um, hi, Joan. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for thanks um, for um, calling. Oh, thanks. It's so good to have the to return to the show. Um, I agree with everything you said. I use many of the techniques that you discussed and. I have a friend who's quite challenging for me. I've decreased the amount of time I spend with her and I'm at the point of considering ending the relationship because I'm highly empathic and I'm really drained by trying to set appropriate boundaries with her. And I'm just wondering, do you have any um, insight about this person? And I, I often wonder if I have some kind of past life karma with her because I find her behavior um, most of the time very difficult. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Well, let's focus on how you can handle the energy between the two of you today. Um, mm-hmm. it, no matter what that, you know, what preceded the, the connection between the two of you, um, the way they handle it is, is the same no matter what. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So go ahead, Ellen. So, Joan, what I'd like to say is challenging people show up in our lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. So what she's triggering in you is what you need to work on. So what is it that she brings up with you? Where do you feel it? What, is it, what does it make you feel like? Uh, <laughs> I feel constantly criticized, uh, a lot of... Um, mixed messages. Um, I, I can see a lot of what exactly what you're saying. Not and also my feelings? Um, yeah, just constantly criticized. No matter what I do, I feel like I'm being put in a double-bind situation. She does this, I think, with everybody. It's not just me, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, criticized, uh, you know, put down. Um, I think the biggest pattern I see is that I'm too easygoing and too nice and I don't set enough boundaries. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like you're not using your voice to communicate with her because she's overpowering. Yes, and to be honest, the only I've gotten to the point that the only reason I've even tolerated this behavior is because I feel pretty isolated during COVID. And I don't have a lot of people in my life right now, and I'm working on making some new friends. But I often question, is this even worth it, tolerating this obnoxious behavior just so that I can have more social contact? Right. I would, I would, I would challenge you to talk about how she makes you feel because we're going to deal with emotions. So when right. she criticizes you and puts you down, how does she make you feel? You know, um, 
I wouldn't say, I don't feel worthless, but it, it goes, I know what the issue is. It goes back to my childhood because I come from a very different, a very critical family. Mm-hmm. So that's what, it feels like a, a repetition of childhood patterns with with my family, that no matter what I do, it's, mm-hmm. it's I can't win, you know, no, right. no matter what I do. And then this constant... Like uh, her control, I feel like she's trying to control me and doesn't understand me, doesn't accept me, just constantly wants to control me, that she thinks she has to tell me what to do all the time. And then that triggers the childhood pattern of, you know, really controlling uh, parents. Right. Now, were you not able to use your voice as a child with this controlling? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, right. Yeah, I keep feeling so I think you're being challenged to use your voice effectively. And whether you keep this relationship or, or not is coming up to trigger something in you that you need to work on for you. So regardless of the of the relationship, do some work on your throat chakra. Be able to speak up for yourself it, it, with love and the way that you want to speak. So I don't want you to reach to her level, but stand your ground, learn how to be able to put up those boundaries with your voice. It will work for you much better in the long run if you deal with it with someone that you're not concerned about keeping a relationship with, but that's why it's coming up. Can you understand that? Yeah, that's pretty much um, what I've realized, you know. And also in the beginning, you know, this I don't, this person isn't very stable and I can di- come up with all kinds of diagnoses for her. But I've had to look at, okay, why is she in my life? What is this? What am I supposed to be dealing with here? And mm-hmm. You're not supposed it, to do anything for her. You're supposed to do something for you, honey. Right. No, it's no, what I'm, no, I understand. I, I understand that. Because um, I understand that. I just, part of this, if I do in the relationship, is for me to stop tolerating this type of behavior from people. And, and it may was, come to that. Exactly. That was part two for me. But I think I would like you, since since that's probably going to be the way you end it, let's get a little practice in standing up for yourself. <laughs> well, you, you know voice. what? I, yeah, I, I saw this person yesterday, and I, th- and I more and more went, okay, here's the time to practice all these energetic techniques. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for the most part, I, 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 I don't feel like they're working. And I, I agree with you that I think a lot of it is because I'm not actually expressing verbally how I feel or setting as many boundaries as I need to. Because mm-hmm. the techniques for protection or whatever, it still gets through. And it's like, right. and I think right. that's because I'm not saying, you know what, I feel like I'm being constantly criticized and, you know, I'm I'm not tolerating as much as I did, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. I still haven't verbally expressed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more you work on that before you let go of this, it's going to be really good practice. Because once you start doing that, Spirit's going to be so helpful with you, getting you moving in that direction. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, this is exactly what I have been thinking. I'm just frustrated with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when you um, get you know, frustrated, do, do some throat chakra work. Exactly. And at some point, you're going to get so frustrated with yourself putting up with it that it's just <laughs> that's what right, right. I, I'm I'm there already. And like I said, every I keep thinking, why am I even tolerating this? And then I think, okay, well, I'm still pretty isolated, so I'll just put up with it because at least I'll have contact with somebody. But more and more, it's like, is it even worth it? You know, I'd rather just you know, be alone than be tolerating some of this obnoxious behavior, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like I said, the good thing about this is you can, you can start learning how to do it with love and not have to worry about the result. It's just for your own practice to be able to use your words, requiring respect, asking someone to listen to what you're saying and and showing you that respect. And you say it with love and you say it with kindness. That way you have no regrets. Right, right. I mean, obviously I do I think, get something I think you're very positive out yes. of it. <laughs> Yes. I mean, obviously, I do, there is a, some positive benefit to this. Otherwise, I wouldn't tolerate it. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
So I, I'm, for me, it's more and more weighing, you know, if there's not enough positive to outweigh the negative. Mm-hmm. But I realize that if I just end the relationship but haven't resolved the issue, then it just gets repeated with other people. That's right. It does, and maybe you're the person that can highlight to her what she needs to work on because she's not aware of it. Mm-hmm. So there could be a win-win with both of you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure she'd be open to any of that, but um, she has responded somewhat to some of the boundaries I set, which I didn't think she would. So, yeah, um, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, you well, set you're an in intention. Of your own boundaries. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that helps. We hope it helps, Joan. Yeah, it it, it feels good to talk to somebody about it. So thank you. You're You're welcome. welcome. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks, Joan. So how do you, how do do people discern that? You know, that's the hardest thing I've, I've found over time. And I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older is recognizing how much is, you know, you don't want to cut people out of your life, but how much will you put up with before you do that, you know? Right. Um, that's the mm-hmm. hardest part, thing, for me anyways, to discern. Right. I think that is when you can gain something from it and you improve yourself, if you don't get the same response, then you know that you've done all you can because you don't want to have regrets that you didn't, you didn't say something, but you have to say it in the right way. And if you mm-hmm. keep cutting relationships and you're not doing the work, then mm-hmm. it, it, it's just going to keep happening. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spot on. And sometimes you just you know have distance between each other, and um, and it's respectful, mm-hmm. so that when you run into each other, you have um, you 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 have you don't have any anything to disagree about. It's just social. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, so Chris is back on, and she was on earlier. We were talking about um, she lost her dad, and she's also lost her mom before that, and that she's feeling very ungrounded um, since um, his loss. So I'm going to bring her back on. Hi, Chris. Hi, thank you so much. I just dropped the call. I don't know what happened. Thank you. That's okay. Yeah, we've noticed you dropped in and out a few times. Thank you for being so persistent and yeah. <laughs> checking back in with us. No, the last thing I heard was Frank Sinatra, and my heart was like, wow, and then I called back. Um, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to hear that piece. Um, now, when do you, Chris, I, I feel, for some reason I'm feeling the need to ask you this. When do you feel the most ungrounded? Um, I guess when I start going big picture. yeah i I think that's it we're just thinking yeah exactly that's it i think and i'm not i'm mostly sad of losing a parent you know a parent's love like not that i like i have a husband i love dearly my kids my siblings but it's just missing a parent who just loves you no matter what you know yeah. yeah, the physical expression of that, you know, and but the, but you, I know you know that that they are still connected with you, and that they still yeah. love you, right? Okay, and 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 but I understand being you know a human being and being in the physical world that that physical, um, you know, um, yeah, um, yeah, like I know he's with me, but them. I want him in the right. I want him in the kitchen with me having coffee, you know, like. <sighs> And I heard you say I need to be gentle because it's only been four months. So I know that. Chris, you can talk to him and sit and have coffee and pour him a cup of coffee. And he's not in front of you, but he's there. And allow yourself to let him smooth that grief and soothe it for you so that you can have a relationship with him in the spirit world. Because we know he's not going to be able to communicate with you the way he did before. But um, he wants he, he, he desperately wants you to know that his love is still there and he still wants to be a part of, of your world. And that really may help ease your pain. Keep, continue to talk to him. Okay, I will. Thank you. And tell him about the little things in your day and tell him, you know, tell him about your children. And he's just going to want to hear you talk to him and and hear your voice and hear the wonderful things in your life. You know, like Laura and I were talking, they they want us to be happy and they want us to to know they're loved. And um, 
let him hold a space in your home with with just you to do that. He'll greatly appreciate it. That sounds very very special. Thank you. Yeah, you you, you, you that that connection actually will grow over time. You'll you'll just know. Say, oh, this is my morning okay. coffee with dad. <laughs> yeah, it'll become a routine. It's going to replace your other routine. Yeah. Okay. Chris, is it, there's something about, as I was trying to connect with your dad a bit more here, um, I keep feeling like either you were there when he passed or just after, and I just feel like someone's stroking my hair. So do you have, do you have a memory of doing this with your dad around the time of his passing? Yes, we lived together. Um, I, you know, he died of uh, kidney failure and I had to give him the morphine and mm. I rubbed his head the whole time. Yeah, I could feel that. So just know, just know he's right here. Okay. And he's, and, and, and how safe he felt, how loved and cared for when you were doing that for him. So I know that, yeah. you know, those two pieces together, you were giving him morphine while you were comforting him. Just know that that was an act of love. Okay, and just know I feel that with him as he blends with me here that that um, that he wants to bring that across how loved and cared for and how you and the the permission to let him for him to let go was very much appreciated. And his and your mom was right there waiting for him. Um, Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, and I and I keep seeing a yellow rose. So that means to me um, friendship. But um, even though he was your dad, he was your friend. Okay, and I understand you you definitely have that father-daughter connection, but the friendship was just as important to him. It was so, so clear. Um, Also, there's something, one more thing. I don't know what this is. Um, I I might have to mind map this a little bit. I don't know if if you'll understand what this means, but um, he's showing me a coin. Um, a coin of some kind or a medallion of some kind. Did you, do you, can you relate to that at all? I mean, a whole lot. Yes. Okay. As long as you understand what I'm talking about, but I just see this beautiful coin or medallion or something, and um, I just see it kind of tucked away. So I know you either must have it still or something that you relate to your dad. You understand that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, my whole life we did things he did with me, my siblings, all of his grandkids coins he collected coins we counted coins every time we filled up the piggy bank we went and had japanese dinner like yeah decades of he, he <laughs> taught his grandkids poker yeah I mean, oh, beautiful. So, so this kind of draws it kind of connects all these dots between all these beautiful moments in your family wonderful yeah so um so just know that, that he may he may actually use coins to come across to, to let you know he's around. Um, so because he's bringing this so clearly to me that um, yeah, kind of, you know, he was very also successful like financially. Mm-hmm. Like he he was good with money, good making money, or the whole thing, and always w- shared it with everybody and wanted his family to you know thrive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it and it and it's you know it's not so much about the the worth of of the money. It's it's what it brought right. for him. Yeah. Yeah. And and the connection and the and the connection with the family and making sure he's taking care of his family. It's, there's a whole lot of yeah. love with that. It wasn't just about you know the number. Um, no. So yes, I, I agree. Yes, a lot of love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. And um, so just know, and I want to talk about November being significant in some way. He keeps circling November on the calendar. And I understand it's only been four months, um, but um, why would he, why would November be significant? Um, Which number? November. November, the month of November. Oh, November? Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. Or it could be the number Um, 11. That's what I was going. That was exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You know, he, was a, he could have been a veteran. I understand he was. He was a cop, um, but yeah. there might be a veteran connection with him. Eleven, eleven, November, you know, November eleventh. Um, so, um, does that make sense with your dad? November. I'm. I'm honestly 11th. not quite 11th. sure. Okay. Remember, I and said that I believe... the eleventh. Okay. Either November or the eleventh of a month is significant here. Um, it keeps coming up. Um, so it may not make sense right now, but it might make sense at some point. If you, if you okay. Just write that down. I could be misinterpreting completely, too. Um, I just see anything else coming from your dad here. Um, okay. 
he's funny. It's like I just I asked him about. I said, so make sure you I just said in my head, make sure you join your daughter for coffee, and he doesn't oh, care thanks. about. Yeah, and, and, the, and the the thing is that he said I heard right back. It doesn't matter what kind of coffee. Any coffee is good coffee. So I don't know oh. <laughs> what that means exactly. But did he did he not care as long as he had a cup of coffee? Is that does that make sense? No, no, it's opposite. He was very He's particular. Opposite. He was really here. particular. Okay, there's just something about the coffee and being particular or not being. I usually it's one of the yes, others. Yes, one or the other. It's, okay. It's perfect. Yeah. Very I mean, particular. Okay. I said, no, I know when they talk about the kind of coffee, it's either one way or the other, very extreme, like I don't care, yes. McDonald's, or it has to be very particular. So I just know he's bringing that up, and I feel like he's joking about it as well. Like I guess It feels to me like, like he's saying it, it doesn't matter what kind of coffee it is, just be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll just yeah. be there no matter what. Um, right, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm going to oh, leave you with amazing. his love and blessings. And um, yeah, definitely, you know, start that routine of having morning coffee with dad, and and just okay. know he's going to show his he's going to show that he's around. And um, oh. one more thing. Oh. Um, uh, okay, I think that's it. Um, do you have Netflix? Yes. Okay, check out um, what's that what's that show, Ellen? Surviving death. Surviving Death is a series that just got released on Netflix, and some 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 people that I know are on it. Um, so it and it's and it's it covers all different kinds of things connected to you know mediumship and everything. Some of it's a little out there, but watch some of it if any, if anything resonates with you. I think it will be helpful and, and maybe um, okay you feel connected to it. Okay, thank you so much thank for you. calling back. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you very much for taking my blessings call. to you, thank Chris. You. Thank very you. Welcome. We're right down Bye-bye. to the last couple of seconds here. Thank you everybody for joining us today. I'll be back in two weeks after the holiday break on with Martin Luther King. Day. Um, have a wonderful week and I'll see you soon. I'll hear you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.